0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Software Social. I am so excited to have with me today Lucy Barat. She is co-founder and art director of Logology. You have probably come across Logology on Twitter because of her husband and co-founder, Doggo Bear Ranouf, who makes so many funny um, memes about running a company. So, Lucy, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you
1: to having me. I'm very happy to be there. Thank you, Michelle. And hi, everyone.
0: So why don't you just first tell us a little bit more about Logology. You guys started it in fall of 2018. Is that right?
1: Yes, it is fall of 2018. The first year was building the product and we really launched the product in the spring of 2020. And Logology is a website where you can Find branding for um, your startup in a few clicks, in a few minutes, and it will automatically propose for you ideal or, well, we'll try to make it the most perfect logo proposal for your startup according to your values. So, when you go on Logology and you're looking for a logo or looking for a branding uh, identity, you can just take the quiz. It's a creative quiz, I would say, and the quiz will help you define your personality, your startup personality, and after that, you have the logo proposals, which matches the personality of your startup and your activities, of course, and your sector and activities.
0: So so tell me, where did this idea come from? Like, How did you guys get the idea of yeah. creating this?
1: Well, it was a long time ago. We... First, had the the idea of creating a, a logo, a fun and beautiful logo generator in the first place. It was, I think, seven years ago. And then we forgot about this. And then it happened again that I was a graphic designer specialized in visual identity and logo design. And I have to say, I was, well, I say quite famous in my hometown. And so people were calling me saying, oh, I loved what you've done for this company and this company, and I would love to have brand identity designed by you. And I would say, okay, so the prices, I have to uh, warn you <laughs> that the price is around uh, $2,000 and 3000 And often I knew saying it that it was too much for, for this person because when you are still Uh, employed, you have a a full-time job and you just want to try something, you don't have investment for the moment, only your own savings. Well, it looks too much money to to spend on visual identity because visual identity is essential. I think it is essential for uh, marketing your business and make your product loved for uh, others. But in the same time, it's not like essential in the beginning that you would put thousands of dollars in it. So I thought I didn't have a solution at this time. when I was telling people that I didn't have solution for them because I could not do less. I could not do a logo that would be custom, a custom logo or bespoke. And the only solutions were Well, go on the internet and maybe you will find things in terrible logo generator, or maybe, well, at least logo generator are awful solutions from my designer perspective, because you don't have the expertise uh, about branding. It's just random uh, logo design that you would find anywhere, or usually the icons or the logo is not something that has been designed with a concept, with a story. It's just like icons from non-project. I like non-project, but it's not like a logo design. It's icon design and icons are not logo. Well, this is maybe a, a bit technical, but it is to say that logo generators are on, from my perspective, not a great solution, even if they are very cheap. So it's very affordable, which is a solution. And the only only other solutions that you could find on the internet at this point was design contests. And as a designer, I hated this and I didn't want people to do that because design contest is is a very sad proposition because uh, it is, well, just to say it is like you go on the website, you ask for brand identity or a logo. And I would say, like, dozens of designers are going to work on your project from your brief, but only one will get paid in the end. So I thought it was completely unfair and unethical, but I didn't have a solution for people with no budget or a very small budget and big and great ideas. Because I'm fond of ideas, I have to say that too. I'm fond of ideas, I love working with entrepreneurs because they put so much passion in what they believe in and they are full of uh, creativity, ingenuity, and I really want to do something to help them. So I begin to, I don't know, I put this idea aside and I didn't know what to do. And when Dagobert and I uh, got married, we went on honeymoon. And we went to the United States because uh, I'm fond of uh, music. So <laughs> Dagobert was kind enough to follow me uh, to Nashville and Memphis. And it was gorgeous and beautiful travel trip. And when we were at the hotel, we were uh, looking at uh, a show, a TV show called Shark Tank, and so you might know it, of course. And I don't know how it came, but Dagobert was on the internet and, and he found something about a founder who had the opportunity to went to go on Shark Tank and giving back his experience. And he was, uh, he had launched logo design online solution. And we begin to think about this like, oh, so there is a market and something is possible in logo design online. and. And so I, I remembered at this time all the people that I could not help in the past. And I don't know, when you are in the United States where it's a road trip, you spend so much time in car talking and, and reinvented the world that we found this idea like how why not create a new solution, something different that you could find online. It could be affordable, it could be beautiful, it could be meaningful, it could have meaning, it could tell stories, it could help you. And you know, when you start your business, when you have an idea, what could be, from my perspective, what could be better than to have new shoes to go dancing, a new suit to go to an employment meeting or a professional meeting, like, It helps you so much for your confidence. And so when I was in the plane on the way back, I was beginning to design the website and how could we do this? Because we really had to imagine a solution to get meaningful logo and it was not easy. So I was working with the key words from each logo and sectors, and that's how it came. And Dagobert and I, we love, uh, we are very fond of uh, uh, Enneagram. I don't know if you ever heard about this. It's an analysis of the different human personalities. And so we get inspired by this to create the quiz. I was working a lot with design thinking solutions in the past to make workshop with my clients. So I invented solutions like this and we create this quiz together. Dagobert really has a product design vision, which was very, the most precious for me, who has, I think, a, a vision of always all the multiple solutions, multiple possibles, um, which is sometimes complicated. So Dagobert was the one to say, okay, let's make it simple and let's keep it efficient. And I was the one who always wanted to put magic. I like the idea that it's a bit magical. You discover your startup personality and, beam, you have logos that matches. You can fall in love with. So that's the story of Logology.
0: I love that story. I think, you know, I I also find that we do some of our best business thinking on road trips as well. Like I think there's something kind of magical about it. Maybe you're in a different place, but also there's no distractions, right? There's no mailman coming to the door. There's no phone. You know, I get carsick. So like I'm not on Twitter on my phone, right? You know, you're kind of just there in one place with nothing else to do. And it sounds like for you, you know, you had been carrying around kind of this both the sympathy for people you wanted to help with their logos because you're so passionate about the importance of visual design but also then seeing that the solution you weren't able to solve them you know in your job and then on a sort of bespoke basis but then also seeing that the other options out there for people either were not great from a Design perspective had some shortcomings, or from an ethical perspective, I admit. Like our our GeoCodio logo comes from ninety nine designs, but we did it in. I think well, the first one actually was just made by me in Microsoft Paint, so <laughs> I, that was pretty horrific. It says GeoCodio <laughs> with a little cowboy hat we drew over it. It's like it is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I still have some of those stickers in my drawer. <laughs> like to see it. Oh God. Yeah, I'll have to put it on Twitter so people can see. Um yeah, all of our branding was like cowboy themed because we were like, geocodio. it rhymes with rodeo. And so all of our emails to people said howdy, like, and it was just it was a whole thing and it was not very authentic, right? Cause like, you know, I'm from Boston and Matthias is from Denmark. And like we're not people who say like howdy and y'all all the time. So like it was just <laughs> It was kind of a mess, but we don't know any. Neither of us is a designer. We don't know anything about it. And I think maybe a year or two later, we were like, you know what? We need to have like a proper logo. So we went to 99designs because we had previously worked for a design and development agency. We knew we couldn't afford, as you said, a couple thousand to design a logo when that was like all our company was making at the time. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, and I think actually for the software social logo, I just used some like, I just typed in like podcast logo generator because I don't think I even really knew there was an option. So I'm like, I'm actually like, curious, like if I went to get a logo from Logology, like how much would that cost?
1: It would cost $129.
0: Oh, yeah. So that's super competitive with 99designs then.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's the the purpose. Yes, it is Is to be competitive with 99designs and with other um, even logo generators. So you, you sum up it very well. Uh, you find there is two main problems. The first problem is it's not efficient.
0: It's oh, in terms of like making the logo, or like it, or what the, the logo, like the result you get. like
1: it, it doesn't resolve a problem when you take a logo generator solution. You still have the problem of design because designing is is about resolving problems. And it's about telling a story and it's not easy. Like you said, you thought about the cowboy hats and stuff and realizing afterwards that it was not authentic for you. So telling a story, it's not easy. And logo generators usually don't do that. And on the other hand, you have 99 design, but it is not ethical because only one designer got paid. So it's, uh, I, well, it's not ethical. So yeah, we are competitive, <laughs> We are tr- we want to be. Uh, you can find the first uh, logo package is that, I hope I'm not saying something wrong, because we just increased our prices last week. So I, sure. was bit, <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit <laughs> anxious about it, like, oh, really? Are we going to do that? It was already working like that.
0: Right, let's not ruin it, like, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing. We are providing more images and yeah. more files uh and so the first logo package is at seventy nine dollars. The second is at hundred twenty nine dollars as I was told you, as I was saying you. what was it before uh before it was first one was forty nine dollars, and the second
0: was eighty nine okay, so this is like thirty forty dollars, jump yes. How long did you think about that for, before you ended up raising the prices?
1: Uh, We thought about it a long time because many of our customers told you, you should, yeah, you really should increase the price. (laughs) Like, I'm so happy you should increase the price. And it's like, really, you're sure? (laughs) And so Dagobert uh, did a huge uh, work about asking for feedback organizing the feedback and reflecting on this and it took a a few weeks until dagobert say okay honey i have the solution (laughs) i know the price exact price at which we can Uh, sell our product it's very difficult to find a good price i think but we also have another package which is the established package it's when you begin to have a, a little bit more I would not say confidence, but since you've got a few customers and you want to go further on your brand identity, I work with the clients to make a custom version of the logo. So it means like, for example, you chose a parrot on our catalog of uh, design and of logos, and uh, you want this parrot just for you. And I can make version of this parrot just for you. It would not be exactly the same as before. It would be enhanced with your specific needs, your specific activity, the specificity of your uh, personality, because uh, as you understand, it's like a huge catalog with many ways in Mm -hmm. it. I've designed. Well, I, I have to mention it. it was long because that's why the first year I was working without launching, because I designed more than 700 logo. Each logo on the catalog was designed by me. Oh, wow. It's not like sourced everywhere and stuff. It's like only my designs. So I really had to think of all the different possibilities, uh, imagine someone Who wants to make a biotechnology startup? What could be uh, the personality of this kind of startup? What could be the kind of activities? How could I express the idea of cloud laboratory, for example, and stuff like that? So -hmm. if you want, you can go further with me on a more customed uh, logo.
0: So it's just like this lower version that's basically like you have two more sort of straight, you buy it, you buy it online and that's kind of it options like lower tier versions. And then you have this more bespoke version. But I think what's interesting about that is that like, it sounds like they still go through the quiz logo creation process. So you're not actually starting from scratch with them in the same way that you would if you go into a design agency and you do this whole brand identity exploration and you're doing a lot of hands-on research and exploration with them like they're coming to you already saying here's our company we already know we want a parrot but like you know we don't know about the rest of the colors and color palettes and like we want it to look like the parrot's wearing a hat or whatever and you're like oh (laughs) but okay we will find something that's a fun parrot and they're like yes a fun parrot right you're not starting from the point of them being like we want something fun yeah Exactly. And you're like, oh, okay, what is your definition of fun? Like <laughs> exactly. So you you
1: understand you understand perfectly the point, and it's exactly this: we can keep it affordable because uh, even on the bespoke part, we already have all the information. We are not, as you said, starting from scratch with nothing, which would take a long time.
0: Yeah. So, so this reminded me, you know, as you're saying about, you know, people who are, you know, maybe more established companies, they need a bit more of a brand identity. This reminds me of a question that I often hear from other founders, which is what is the difference between UX, UI, and visual design? Because I think at a certain point, you know, people, especially if they're doing everything themselves and and I guess you used to use Bootstrap, but maybe they're using Tailwind, but like everything is kind of off the shelf with templates and they get to a certain point where like you know we want a little bit more we want better design right and they're like how do we get Mm -hmm. better design and there's these different types of design and so maybe as a sort of big ux person myself like we should talk a little bit about what design means just to help people kind of get a sort of lay of the land um a little bit. We've talked a bit about visual design. That's kind of like things like logo and the color palette. Is there anything else that you would put in that visual design category, holding the UI, UX categories aside for a moment? Like what makes visual design unique compared to those other two?
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting question. I would not exactly put UX and UE design apart from visual design and not UE design at least. I would rather include visual design in brand design, which is the the biggest uh, layer above all this. It's about brand design. And brand design uh, is often something that we don't think about when we are founders. And especially when we begin in the beginning, we think of the product or the service we want to provide and we don't think about this brand aspect, which is often related to marketing. And when we think of brand, we are thinking of, I don't know, maybe Nike or Coca-Cola or uh, McDonald, like huge stuff, yeah. which are so big with so many budget on advertising and stuff, which is not, uh, seems to be our world. But what it is important to understand is that from the moment you put your product or your service in the world, people will have a perception of it. And the perception of your name and the perception of who are you standing for? And so brand design is about creating a bond between your business and its audience. So you need to find who is your audience? what is or her uh, personalities and what do they like, what do they buy, what do they stand for? And you have to know who you want to be. Who will you represent? Who is your brand? Like if the brand was a person. And when you begin from this large vision, you can now look at visual design with logo and colors and fonts and and hierarchy of fonts and uh, even the naming and UX design as part of this expression. I think it's Jeff Bezos. Uh, well, everybody know who is Jeff Bezos nowadays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said something, he said something, yeah, he's, I he's think. He's some guy from Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. Seattle. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, he said something interesting about brand. He said that brand is what people I don't have the exact quote because I'm not native English spoken. But he said, yes, okay. "He uh, said, uh, brand is what people are saying about you once you've leave the room. Hmm. What people are saying about you. What people think about you when you're not there. Uh, how do they figure out who you are? And it's like it's like a club or a group." And a brand is like, uh, you know, it's like a a flag saying, hey, here is about, I don't know, here is about uh, reliability, honesty, and expertise. Join my club if you like it. It's exactly what we we try to say, but we are saying this with visual components, with uh, physical experience. It's so exciting and interesting, I think. But it's very soul and. Uh, When you think of brand design, then you begin to see your business as not only something, a product or a service, but as an entity, something, a person talking to other people. And so you begin to imagine, okay, how is this person dressed? What kind of words, vocabulary? Because always like the copywriting is part of the brand design but what kind of gestures? Uh, where can I find this person? Where does he or she lives, for example? I don't know if it's clear. I'm just trying to put in images this idea that UX and UE design can't be completely put aside visual design, which can not be put aside of brand design.
0: Yeah, I guess – I mean, there's kind of a like, – and I agree with that point. Like, there's a bunch of sort of overlapping Venn diagrams here, right? You know, I get, and I guess we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But, like, in terms of, you know, to what you're saying about brand identity, it's basically what you're saying is that every product, every service, it has a brand identity regardless of whether that's an intentional one. So, for example, I might dress in the latest runway fashion going out somewhere <laughs> And I'm intending to make a statement about who I am and and my personality. I might also go somewhere in jeans and a t-shirt, which is normally how I go places, um, not intending to make any statement about how I look or having really put any thought into it. And I'm just wearing what's, you know, off the basic rack at H&M, which is actually how I dress. And... I'm not intending to make a statement, but I still have, I am still projecting, if I were a service, like a brand identity, right? Like that projects something just as much as a, you know, a very loud, gigantic yellow dress, right? Like those both project something, they both project something different. They both have different amounts of thought that have gone into it, but that still projects something and, and says something about me and says whether people, you know, gives other people a signal of whether I am maybe someone or something that shares some of their values.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So even if it's not intentional or not.
1: Yes. And it depends on the place you are going to. For example, if you're going to a friend, close friend party, you will go there with your jeans and t-shirts and it would be normal and okay. Uh, But if you go there with a a, a gala dress with glitter and high heels, and this, maybe they will find it a bit overdressed. But if you are going to the Met Gala or to Cannes, you will need something glittering. Or on the contrary, you can go to the Met Gala in jeans, and people will talk about you and saying, oh, "Have you seen this actress or model or this woman coming to the Met Gala in jeans?" Like I remember. A few years ago, when uh, Sharon Stone went to—I can't remember if it was the Oscars or Grammy or Cannes or uh, one of these great glamour events—she went there dressed in a very simple Gap dress, and the next day every newspaper were were talking about this. And this is again about brand because, as Human beings, we are very sensitive to signs and symbols, and even just a color has something to say to us. It's a meaning. And just in a second, we are giving a sense, a meaning to it, even if we don't think consciously about it, and we are in a world to nowadays of information, like it was the case before, but now with internet and we are constantly looking at new information, new images. I can't remember the number of logos we are seeing each day, but it's huge. When you think of all the logos you've seen, all the colors, all the ads. So it's very difficult when you are launching a new product or a new business uh, to say, hi, I'm here. Look at me! I have something to say to you. I want to share something with you, and it's difficult to find it your place and to be heard. That's why you need branding, and
0: mm-hmm. I have
1: to say I'm very happy to have created Logology for this reason because I do think it's so important, and I do think we can help entrepreneurs with this uh, solution, like where otherwise you would not find a solution or you would not, um, it's difficult to stand out from
0: the crowd. Yeah, I love your passion for this. It's really coming through. So I guess if we like continue the clothing analogy, just to make it sort of very straightforward for somebody who's like, I need better design, but where do I go? What what do I do? Like, so kind of the, and and knowing that there's a lot of overlap between these things and, and broader ideas at play, like, Sort of the the visual design is like the colors and the patterns of what I'm wearing. The UI or the user interface is sort of, I guess I would say that's like the features of what I'm wearing, right? Are there zippers? Are there buttons? Is it a jacket? Is it pants? Like what is the functions of it? What are the types of things that I can do with this piece of clothing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the UX, which, and again, all of these things very much overlap, but it's like... Can I actually use this for what I I'm supposed to use it for? Like, and do I want to do this in the first place? So, for example, if my jeans have a zipper, that's great, but if the zipper is on the ankle and not at the waist, then that might be a problem because I can't close there's no way to close or open the pants, right? Or if it's a jacket, but if it's a hot summer day, I don't want a puffy jacket. That's the that, that has a function, but it's the wrong function for what the user needs. And so and all of these things kind of, you know, tie together because it's all sending a symbol to someone of is this a product that can help you? Right. And and we we make that decision not only based on the color and the look of it, but also the functions of it. And then whether we can figure out what those functions do and if they're the right functions in the first place.
1: Yes, exactly. And as I was listening to you, I was thinking that you are talking about empathizing uh, with your users, with others, and which is, I think, the key of design. What could be difficult with brand design is not to forget that on one side, you have to express who you are, what are your values and uh, express emotion. You have to bring emotion in the game. Otherwise, it's cold and nobody gets interested in your solution. And on the other hand, you have to help and relieve a pain, give solution, be functional. And so you have to think, what do you want to say? And how can you? be in the other people's um, perspective. You always have to take the user perspective. Once you've got this perspective, it's easier to find solution for your brand and it will be easier to find solution for your product because it will be tied together. I don't know if it's clear what I'm saying, but... Yeah,
0: Yeah, like you have that in mind. You know, I I often say like, you know, we we listen to our customers, but like customers are not going to, they're not going to hand you a roadmap. They're not going to tell you what the finished product looks like. They're not going to tell you what you are capable of building. And that's fine. That's not their job. Like their job, you know, if they have one really is for you to listen to them, to understand what those problems are, right? Like your users, before they were years and had a problem of they wanted a logo for their companies, they couldn't afford to pay 2000 euros for one, right? It wasn't their job to tell you the solution here is logology. But if you went and just tried to, I want to create logos for entrepreneurs, but then you went out and did that without knowing there were these gaps in the market and why people wanted to do it. And, and maybe there's these people, you know, down at a lower end who just want to pay starting out $50, but then maybe there's some people who want something a little bit more bespoke, like you would not have had that context, that understanding of what was valuable to the customer without that context like there's this framework that i often refer back to from marty kagan who is the head of silicon valley product group who's a big product leader you know talking about the key elements of a product and let's see if i can remember them off the top of the head but this is is valuable viable feasible and usable which basically means that you know only the customer can determine whether something a product or service makes is valuable to them whether it's something that they want to pay for that it solves a problem and they also can only determine whether it is usable, right? As I said, you know, if I can't figure out how to close the jacket, it doesn't matter how pretty it is. Like, it doesn't matter how cheap it is. I can't use it. If I need one. Like, it doesn't matter. But then only the company or the entrepreneur can figure out what is feasible for them from a sort of technical and resource perspective for them to create, right? Like, this would not have been feasible if neither of you was a logo designer, even if it's valuable and usable by people, you could have drawn out this whole website. But if you didn't have the ability to spend that year making the logos, maybe you can hire someone for it. But like that becomes a much bigger challenge. It's less feasible. And then also what is viable in the market, which is something that you guys are still figuring out. But so it's the customer determines whether it's valuable and whether it's usable. And the company determines whether it's feasible and it's viable. And you can't have a successful product without the combination of all of those things.
1: Exactly. I think it's the combination of vision and empathy. Like you have to always deal with this. It reminds me that often when we speak of the visual design, we will go with our own tastes. Like for example, and it's very common or current example uh, among designers the customer or the clients come and say oh I love purple I want a purple logo and once you begin to dig in the values or the kind of company it it is you say "Mm, I don't think purple is good for you because purple is about well it can be a lot of things but purple is about transformation and magic and originality and um, so maybe for your Bank solution. It could not be the best solution, or maybe it is.
0: I think our bank is purple. Actually,
1: it can be purple. I, I'm not saying.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that, <laughs> but purple they're also is for banking. banking, right? Like they are, they are transforming banking. It's all online. Yes. I don't have to go into a branch to send a wire, right? It's a very fresh color for exactly. A bank. It's Makes not sense. an orange or a navy blue like which you would normally associate a with a traditional bank. bank design yeah
1: maybe in the future we'll see bank logos or bank branding with barbie pink <laughs> and it will be i will think, you see a very yeah. fun bank maybe but it is to say that you when you think of your brand design when you think of yeah your product design and stuff like that you have to come from Both perspectives, Mm. not only the perspective of your clients, because as you said, clients will not give you the solution. You can't ask everyone in the street saying, what colors do do you like for a bank? And maybe everyone will say blue and it's not the color that you need. And you cannot come also neither from a place saying, I want purple because it's the favorite color of my daughter and maybe it's not relevant for you. So mm-hmm. it's the same when you when you build a, a service and a product, you need to combine vision and empathy.
0: Yeah, I love that. So this has been really fun chatting with you about logos and design, and I feel like I've definitely learned a few things about thinking about brand design here. It's Michelle here. So I ended up having such a good conversation with Lucy Barat that we decided to extend the episode and combine it into two parts instead of just one episode. And so you can listen to the second part of that episode next week. But before we go, I want to give a huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev slash supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, Mike from Gently Used Domains, Dave from ReCut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andre of Bright Bits, Aaron from Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Remy from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, which, by the way, just celebrated their fourth birthday, so happy birthday to UserList. Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of SignWell, Corey Haynes of SwipeWell, Mike Wade of Crowd CrowdSentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of Subscribe Sense, Jeff Roberts from Outseti, Justin Jackson from Mega Maker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja. Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nucy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsy, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDev.com, Arvid Kahl, James Sowers of Castaway.fm, Nathan of Develop Your UX, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, and Eldon from Nodal Studios. Thanks everyone.
2: Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Bright Bits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems. Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nucy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snap Shooter Backups. Josh Smith of keyhero.io. Jesper Christensen of Form Backend. Matthew of Work Cited. Chris of jetboost.io. Daryl Shannon of Docomatic. Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender. Brendan from Feederloop. Pascal from sharpen.page. Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from castaway.fm. Jessica Malnick. Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker. Eldon from Nodal Studios. Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.